Here we go. Podcast time. Glenn Powers here. James Pikeway, that's me. I'm here. We're here at the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai in the Epic Podcast Studio, and we are talking cars. It's the PowerWorks podcast. <laughs> Welcome. It's great to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love it when people join in. I feel like I'm stinking this place out today. It's been Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> Real. Like I decided this morning that I was gonna take a compressor from an AC system apart. Uh-oh. So that's fine. So I Uh-oh. did it. See if I could rebuild it. Forgot to put the fan on me. And it's like, it's got to be 60% humidity out there. It's horrific. And it's already over 40 degrees this morning. And I'm not having all these official figures of 42 degrees. No chance. The van showed 53 when I got in it the other day. And I've been driving for 15 minutes and I sent a picture to DJ and it gone to 54. So I'm not having that. And then we're outside trying to change the steering hose on a Q7 because we can't get it off the sand where the car had been dropped. Because will just damage the power steering pump, but there's literally no hose on it. Oh, no. Welcome to summer. That's where the PowerPoint rank came from. <laughs> well, in that sense, maybe, maybe it's just time that we, before we even, we even get motivated to go anywhere else, maybe we should just jump right into PowerPoints. We can do that. In that case. This is PowerPoints with Glenn Power. It's all yours. So we have a situation. Your car breaks down and like a lot of people, you're out of work or your salary is still cut or you don't have the free money. It's coming up to summer. You're going on holiday. You've got birthdays in the family. Whatever it is, there's always a reason. Uh, The shopping bills increased from last month you can't afford to fix the car or you don't want to even try and find out how much it's going to fix the car or you haven't got the money to send it on a recovery truck. So you go online and you Google it. Like when you've got a headache and it comes back and tells you you've got a brain tumour or your back's broken or something else and you find a forum that's an owner's club or a fan forum, whatever you want to call them, or a YouTube video that seems to be describing the exact same problem you've got and everybody's done it. So, okay, my steering's not working. There's oil everywhere when I open the bonnet and there's a big whining noise. And, oh, there's a hole in a pipe. And this video, it's real easy to change this video. Real easy to change it. 20 minutes job. So I'm going to take this pipe off and I'm going to repair this pipe and then I'm going to put the pipe back on. Except person in the video is actually a mechanic and he's got tools and he's in a workshop and he's done this before and it's not 45 degrees and you're not outside in the baking sun and he's not covered in power steering oil that is super super thin and slippy plus the pint of sweat that's run down your arm so then you can't get the hose repaired because you don't really know how to do that and then even if you did, you don't actually know how to get it back on the car. So now the car can't move at all because there's no connection on your power steering. All the oil's going to drain out and you're going to damage your pump if you start the engine. And the pump's going to be about 6,000 dirhams to replace, whereas the hose is 500 dirhams. So what do you do? And this isn't the only time we get it. It annoyed me this week because obviously I was then stood in the in the sun fixing it at whatever the humidity and the temperature was and physically can't see because sweat's filling my eyes. 
I can't hold on to my ratchet to try and tighten anything up because my ratchet's slipping out of my hands. There's no space. So I'm using a quarter drive ratchet. And this is my my rant. Forums and owners clubs and YouTube warriors are very, very dangerous places. We we can't we can't understate how unsafe it is to work on your own car when you don't necessarily have the experience. But also at the same time, a lot of people are just trolls out there and a lot of people that say it's easy for them so it'll be easy for you have actually done this 20 times. They are experienced technicians or mechanics or they have a life that they lead where they can tinker around with cars and they get some experience and going on there and finding out that something's easy doesn't always and often, more often than not, is never that easy to do. And there's always variables that you can't predict. Um, something as simple as an oil change on a car can take 15 minutes. But if you take the drain plug out and the threads come out with it, you then can't move the car without putting new threads in or potentially a new oil sump because you can't put oil back in because it's going to leak out. And these things happen all the time. And forums and owners clubs that always go on about how garages rip people off and dealers get a real hard time on there. They really, really need to be taken with rather a pinch of salt, probably a truckload of salt. <laughs> this is PowerPoints with Glenn Power. There we go. That's that's frustration in that voice. Feels better. <laughs> yeah, you feel better? Feels better, yeah. Colin says this is really a therapy session as opposed to, and, and he's talking about his own session where we, we fixed up. Yeah, it felt, felt better that. Felt good. You know what I saw this morning? So my neighbors down the road cut down a whole bunch of trees okay. and decided they'd put them in front of my house because they didn't want to be seen as culprits. <laughs> but of course, because there, there is some rule in the municipality if you're a you know an arborist or a... a what do we call them? Landscapers. Yeah. And you got to take the stuff with you. And clearly these, these landscapers who had chainsaws, cause I was looking at these trees, uh, you know, the average Joe doesn't have a chainsaw. No. And, and I was trying to figure out how they even got these trees that they cut down in front of my house because they would have had to pull them with something. There's no way they were doing this <laughs> by hand. As someone who cuts portions of my own trees off, I can tell you these things are heavy. There is no way, but they also didn't sweep their path when they were done. They just left so, the trail. Yeah, So because <laughs> even I was wondering, I wonder where these came from. And I was like, oh, well, let's just look. Well, there we go. So at about six o'clock this morning, the municipality was out front of my house with a truck. Now, the, the cool thing was, they're, and they're taking this away, and I see some guy with flashing lights taking pictures of addresses yep. to, to thing, and then walking. He didn't even get in his car. He just walked, and he's taking more pictures, so I guess he's <laughs> sending a bill. But it was interesting because the, this big truck is there, and they've got they've got a, a bucket on it, and they're, they're pulling the trees, you know, lifting the trees. Guy's doing it all remote control. Like, he's just standing there, and he's, he's just got the kit, and he's you know bringing it forward and bringing nice. it, you know that that's the guy who's going to win with the cupie dolls and those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's, it was just great. He's just standing out there and he's having, you know it's not moving too fast. And the guy sitting in the truck is just bored and he's just doing his job. He's having fun. I'm thinking this is the funnest job in the yeah, world. This guy's loving it. Yeah. Okay. It's a little warm and you can be around real stinky stuff, but for the most part, you're lifting up debris and putting it in the truck with nine months of the year. I know. Not I'm thinking job this is a fun job. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Uh, you know, like, I yeah, I've already got my, my retirement job nailed down. I'm going to go and prune trees and cut hedges and mow lawns and stuff in, um, in sort of the touristy countryside towns in the UK when I so retire. That's exactly it. There you, you know, go. 65. I can do that. No problem. You know what? I, when I was 
going to university, doing the summer jobs for a whole period of, of those summer jobs, a few years, I worked for the, the, the municipality. So I got to, you know, lawnmower tractors and things and, and the backhoe, of, okay, every once in a while we get to use the backhoe too. That was kind of fun. Hard, hard working on those backhoes if it doesn't have really good hydraulics. Like that's, that's <laughs> when, so then when I see people using those, it's like even just maneuvering a bobcat, yeah. the guys who make it look easy, it's because they do it every day. No, I've seen for, lots of guys that don't make that look easy. Yeah, and there's some guys who have no idea. It's like, and just forwards. Yeah. First time you've ever been in a bobcat. It's yeah. like, yeah, you can tell. Um, and, and so I worked with a guy, Dennis Savage. What would that be? Scottish? Irish? Savage? It's I don't know. Did he know Randy? I, 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 he had, he had, I, I can't, you know, I, I, is Savage a, 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 a Scottish name or an Irish name? I don't name? know it from wrestling, but I think their real name was Paffo. So, yeah. no so Dennis Savage and, and he owned, he was, so he was the foreman for the parks department at this point. And Dennis also had a landscaping company. So after work during the day for the city, we'd get into his truck and we'd go and do landscaping and on, on the weekends. And it was a great job. And I always remember Dennis saying, you know, mother nature knows no straight lines. So we'd be putting in, you know, it was, it was really plants. Like he was, he, he, this guy was a horticulturalist. He knew his plants and he was calling them in the Latin names, but we would also be making the beds and putting beds together and chainsaws and ties and you know, just beautiful job. No stress. It was a beautiful outside. job. I loved it. And there's something to show for it at the oh, end of man. it. And you know, people are happy when you've got their flowers in there and you've made it yeah, look yeah. nice and you've trimmed their trees and, and the grass looks okay. We weren't, we weren't grass cutters. We were, we were making the other stuff. So, but it was, what a great job. I, I'm with you. I'm yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all up for it I'm, when I'm retiring. I mean, like, yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think I'd take it a little step further. I'd, I'd, I, I, if, you know, if the people are home, if, if the, the woman of the house is home, set up a little table, put a little tablecloth on it, have a pot of tea, you know, and, and a nice, you know, nice bone yeah. china, nice chair. So she could sit down and, and, you know, put the umbrella up and have a tea, have some, have some, you know, some scones, something, some biscuits. And, and watch, supervise, let yeah. us know what you think, but yeah. take a look here, have 100%. a break. Definitely. And I think, you know, the, those little things, I think it'd be a lot You could do the, like the, uh, I don't know if you got this in Canada, but you could do the, the Diet Coke break. There you take go. Take your top off, <laughs> wipe your brow, drink your can of Coke, get like the, get the leaf blower blowing the hair while the, while the lady of the house is, or the man of the house is stood watching you. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So you don't, don't do that again. I'm cutting that <laughs> from you, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna go in and be sick. <laughs> yeah, you get the old the old gut do with the gut roll. Oh yeah. yeah seeing the face I can make with my stomach. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I think that's a retirement job. And and look, you get great vehicles, dump trucks. Yeah, yeah. Bobcats. For me, it's like there's a there's a guy out here, Jay Jay Hughes. He's got his own company called JMS Renovations, and they do a lot of they do a lot of stuff. So they'll do hotel rooms and yeah. they'll renovate hotels, and they'll do. But a lot of the stuff at the minute they're doing is landscaping. And there's a lot of new housing projects here. Yeah. And it's literally just sand yeah. that's blown and sort of mini-duned inside yeah, the yeah. garden plot that you've got. And then within days, it's a green paradise with sage, uh, shade sails and yeah. a pool and a barbecue area and a bar and a seating area. And it's yeah. like, what an amazing thing to see at the end of it. You know, like to see... We took a load of sand and then put all of this in there and now it looks like that and kids can play there safely and it's shaded and you yeah. can use it all year round and it's got the entertaining area and it's got the swimming pool and whatever else you wanted to swing for the kids or a climbing frame. Like, 
I don't get that satisfaction really in our job because like we don't unless you've got a s- severe body damage or something like that or you want to change the look of your car and you want to do that never really get a mm. oh thank you great because who wants to spend money on the car like yeah. it's not many people right so that that kind of and working like I don't want to work outside now we kind of do work outside we're not under the sun most of the time apart from when people pull their own steering hoses off but we <laughs> We are inside in the shade, but it's, it's just warm. You know, like it's hot and sticky. And I was by your shop a couple of weeks ago, and I was saying it's not bad, but the humidity hadn't kicked in. Yeah, now we're fifty to seventy yeah, percent some yeah. of the day. It's like seventy percent humidity. I walk. I, you know, I took the dog for a walk this morning at five o'clock. I don't know what the humidity rate was, but I wasn't even a quarter of the way around the block. Yeah, I was. I I, I was literally two hundred and seventy-five meters, and I was dripping. And I'm going, what the heck? It's yeah. Three weeks ago. It was chilly at this hour. Well, summer, it's June, yeah. isn't it? What, what can do? we do? What can it we say? What it is. We, yeah. we, get, we get the benefit of the, of the rest of the year. You just got to do the three, four months of <laughs> uncomfortable. You do get used to it. You do. You do. No, look, I'm, you know, we're, so people go first world issues, guys. At least you can go outside. There's parts of the world where right now we're still locked yeah. in and locked yeah, in. Yeah. We're, you know, sorry, no, I'm not complaining. No, no. All good. Did we, I, I was going through some of our notes and, and did we ever talk about the catalytic converter debacle? We didn't get that far, no. no. So I it. thought that was, I thought that was interesting just in, in the fact that people are struggling in different parts of the world to make ends meet. And, you know, we've, we've all heard the stories about ripping out wires and places yeah. that are being put together in the copper and that's why everything's going to plastic. Catalytic converters are full of precious metals. Yeah. Toyota spending a million pounds to deter catalytic converter theft. Wow. Wow. Never even dawned on me that someone could get under the car and rip that catalytic converter out. Yeah. Definitely. Real easy, actually. And look, without being too cynical here on this one, uh, for me, it's kind of a fool's errand. You can mark them all you want. Yeah. Where I lived, the town I was working in, uh, Chesterfield, we had a huge percentage of of, of the of the county's uh, mechanics in that area. Like there was retailers, dealers, whatever you want to call them, for every brand you can imagine within a mile radius, yeah. and there was thousands of mechanics. Like, and it's a you know, like with any trade, you know people from your own profession, and you, and you know you'd see them on a night out, or you'd see them on a day out, or there'd always be someone. Oh, he works at Seat, or he works at yeah. Land Rover, or whatever. And there was thousands of us, and there was all of the subsequent businesses that open up around new car sales, so scrap yards, salvage yards. There yeah. was dozens of them within twenty miles. Like you could go to. Within, if you went 20 miles in any direction, you'd find one easily. Yeah. And you'd probably find three or four. And they're not checking because yeah. by the time it's processed, they've sold it. Yeah. And they've made a profit. And, and I'm not saying this is that everyone's unscrupulous. You know, I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm saying is these things won't affect criminals. Criminals are always a step ahead. And this yeah. is just a little bit too late unless things are planted to catch people. And if you plant them to catch certain people and you've been watching on, then great, no problem, because this gives you the fine, yeah, yeah. gives you the proof. But I don't think, uh, unfortunately, I just don't think this is going to work necessarily. 
unless we haven't got the whole story and they are going to do they used yeah. to do it they used to they used to park cars up and leave the windows open and leave handbags and laptops on the seat on high streets and leave them with secret filming and CCTV to catch people that are yeah, yeah. but to me I feel like you're not necessarily catching a recidivist you're probably just catching somebody who's had a crap month yeah, and just exactly. thought that's not a bad opportunity yeah you know they're not necessarily the it might be the first time they do it and then they're getting the book thrown at them yeah whereas someone smart and i use that term in terms of how they're smart towards the law or crime was probably going to walk past that i think that's yeah. that's too that's too good to be true i'm yeah. not going to lose <laughs> i'm on a good one here i'm just going to wait and hit that house that i've been planning to hit tonight and i'm just going to walk by or I'm going to scope it out and come back later. Yeah. Whereas an opportunistic person who might not have done it before just gets caught. So I, I think it's it opens everybody's eyes to the fact that there are precious metals in catalytic converters, and it and it makes a lot helps. of value in your car. That yeah, of course, things that you can't understand or realize. But um, for me, I don't I, I don't actually think it's going to stop the crimes happening. Mm. If anything, it's probably just opened people's eyes to it and. Yeah. Well, it helps to inform people why these catalytic converters are so expensive, not only, you know, to replace them. It's it's not a big job to fit it, but man, they're, they're so full of those precious metals yeah. to make it work for it to do that filtration of those harmful chemicals yeah. that, you know, there's value in them. Yeah, for sure. And they're, they're you know, I guess it's incumbent on the auto, automotive manufacturer to find a way to put it in place so you can't get at it. But... Yeah, obviously. But it gets hot though, so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an exhaust system. It's obviously right a difficult thing. Yeah. That there's, there's no real, there's some cars you wouldn't get at them without, you know, stealing the vehicle. And don't get me wrong, cars are stolen and broken down for parts. It's yeah. not necessarily just someone jacking a car up at the side of the road and taking a hacksaw and cutting a piece of an exhaust out, which you can do on some. Mm. Cars are often stolen to be broken down and obviously, in that case, if you were then to find the catalytic converter somewhere and you say, okay, well, that's from this car and that car was stolen, then you can potentially trace that back. But I just think anyone that's in that kind of organised, because it's organised crime, anyone that's in that organised crime for that particular activity within that group, they're, they're, they're going to be smart to this. They're not, mm. it's not going to happen. Mm. And hey, it's a good effort. Nothing wrong with trying, and they might catch a couple. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, yeah. The did did we talk about Suzuki? I don't think so. No, but I did see. So you know, everyone does the AMG kits yeah. for the Jimny, the new yes. one. Fair enough. Seen loads of them now. Kind yeah. of Are, what are you thinking of those Jimnys? I mean, I see a lot around. I like the look of them. I've seen too many of the AMG ones now, yeah. so that's kind of boring. But now there's a Land Rover one. Oh, so I'm driving the other day. I'm behind a chimney. It's got big mud flaps on it. And I'm thinking, what does that say? And instead of, it's got the badge on the back that instead of saying Land Rover, you know, the green oval, yeah, yeah. it said Little Rover. But then on the front, instead of where it would say normally Defender, yeah. it said Little D. <laughs> does the guy know he's driving that? Does the guy know what that says on the front of his car? Like what? <laughs> Little D's coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it looked like a defender yeah, as much really. as it, it could, especially yeah. when you got to the, the back. Didn't at all. But when when you got in, when we got in front of it and looked in the mirror, it did. 
Um, change on the AMG, but you know, are you buying the Jimny for a Jimny or are you buying the Jimny to make it look like a Defender or AMG? <laughs> you see, I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I, I think they're kind of cool. I drove one uh, a while back, first gen. Imtishan had one. And he said, "You want to take it for a spin?" Because I really thought, you know, this could be the this could be the bomb. Yeah. I took it for a spin and brought it back. You know, about twenty minutes. So thank you very much. If I never drive one again, it won't be too soon. <laughs> it's like you know, honestly, yeah, I get it. They're kind of cool. They're kind of functional. They do, yeah. but it was just nothing about it called out to me when I was driving it. And it, and I don't mind driving economy. I love economy vehicles, but this one just wasn't. I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. it, it, it didn't sing to me. Right. There's waiting lists for it. So. I know. It's it's an amazing thing that they, people want them. I don't, you know, really? It's all subjective, what you're going to yeah. do. And then, the you know, the, the the whole, well, people are waiting to buy them. They must be good. Yeah. Let's get in on that. Yeah. And I'm, like queuing for a Harry Potter book. Yeah. Could have told you what was going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. But it's each to yeah. their own and, and you yeah, know. they're they're flying off the shelf. That's it's yeah. it's I mean, you know, maybe it's the price, maybe it's because they're hard to come by, maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's just a a, a, a sort of gimmicky kind of I thought I wanted one trend. I don't want one. I, I'm not sure that Yeah, I mean I wouldn't necessarily yeah. if I had the money to buy one I'd buy something else. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, you know, I yeah, not happening. Well, I'd, I'd, you know, if Suzuki want to give me one. Well, if they want me to drive around and one to give best, it a really objective best evaluation. Car, best car in the world. Happy to do it. Um, but yeah. But w- the reason I brought up the Suzuki stuff, and I remember we, Suzuki.ae, we're in the Emirates, so go check it out if you want to go give them a look. And they, they don't have a clue we're talking about them. <laughs> is is They're a lot like the Skoda people, right? And their their publicity is is pretty meager. Shocking. It, in fact, I, I think their their publicity is almost exclusively tied to the billboard in front of the showroom. That's right. Yeah, that's it. That's where you see in the stuff yeah. they put on. That's it. Yeah, maybe a little bit online. Occasionally, I see some Instagram stuff, but otherwise, you, you know, unless yeah. you see a Suzuki around, you do. You know, it's like, oh, don't you know. see that many. It's not a Jimny, do you? I see a couple of Swifts now and again. Yeah. But there's, you know, and there's, there's, there's some cool cars in their lineup. You know, they're, they're smaller things, but they're, they're there. People are, I don't know who buys them. It's a very limited yeah. um, audience. But generally speaking, the prices are pretty good. I, I was looking at the, the reason I'm bringing this up is I saw the new Suzuki Swift, the 2021 version. Yep. And I liked their, their webpage because when you go between the different vehicles, so if you're going to go between the GL and the GLX model, the website changes the way it looks. So, you know, GLX, the look of it changes. And, the, you know, the, the price, so 48 for the GL, 1.2 liter, 56.5 for the GLX, again, a 1.2 liter, both automatic transmission, both petrol. When I looked at the car, I thought, you know, they've, they've upped the game with the Swift. It's looking a little bit more, in, in, in the notes I put, mini-esque. It's got a, it, it yeah, they kind of rounded that front. They off rounded it. Yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't look like. I mean, when I saw one, I didn't think it was a Swift right off the bat. It was kind of like, oh, yeah. what, is, what is that? And I, I thought they've they've made it look a little bit more. It does look a bit like the Fabia, actually. The Skoda. It's actually you're right. It is a little yeah. bit closer to that too. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily like it as much as I did the old one, but oh. I, 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 really? I, I, see, the frightening thing is for me, the one point two, and then. That's not the problem. 1.2 litre, no issue. You'll get 200 horsepower out of that if you wanted to without trying, but 1.2 and then 
automatic. Well, this is this is that the other thing. Worries me there. You're going to be caning that thing. <laughs> get it. Get a manual box on it. It'd be cheaper <laughs> to sell. Cheaper to buy. Cheaper to maintain. <laughs> when you see the images on the website, that is a manual transmission they've got there. Yes. Yet they're telling me they only sell automatics. Well, of like, course they do here. Yeah. It's like I'll take the manual. I was. I was. I I was the manual on sale, and I guarantee you, it'd be a much better car to drive. Cheaper to own. Cheaper to everything. It'd be yeah. better about it. I was looking at uh, a website. There was a, a new car sales mechanism in, in Canada. It only operates in two of the provinces. But basically, you buy everything. On, you do the whole thing online. Yep. They've got the car. You take a look. They've got all the specs. they got all the stuff. And then they, they literally drive it to your house on, on, in the back of a truck. And, you know, here you go. Let's take, you know, I guess you can take a look at it. But ultimately, they deliver it to you. And so I, I keyed in a Wrangler okay. and there's one. <laughs> All right, there you go. It's obviously not a big seller or people don't get rid of them. I'm thinking petrol prices, road yeah. stuff. People are thinking, you know, what, I really need it, a, a Wrangler. No, but you know, as, as my kids keep saying, you know, look forward to you someday moving home, dad, so you can get a Wrangler here. Cause, <laughs> cause you know, we know that's what you're going to buy. And so I looked this one up and the reason I bring this up is because in that case, what uh, what they had there, what was going on with the Wrangler? Manual transmission. Yes. <laughs> That's what you want. You know what? Wrangler, I would say, and I've never driven one, but I would say if you could get that, the latest Wrangler with the diesel and the manual, I think I'd be all about it. So this was this was obviously a petrol with the manual, yeah, but yeah. A, a diesel with manual, I'd, I'd be I'd be all over it. Yeah, I yeah. would be all over it. Uh, I, I'd actually like a Gladiator, but I think that would be the, the the dividing the dividing line with my wife. She does not like the look of the Gladiator. That's the pickup truck version. Yeah, I kind of when it was new, I thought when it was like the first time, I thought, that's cool, that's cool. But you know, I think it depends on color and it depends on how how aggressive you are with window tinting. Yeah, the back looks really, really long, but then you get next to it, so it's obviously a proportional thing. You think, well, yeah. can I actually get in that? <laughs> That's the other side of it. So, like, my surfboard or my paddleboard is still going to be hanging out, hanging yeah. out, and I definitely can't get my dirt bike on it. No, no. neither of these things, by the way. I just can't afford one, and I'm bitter so, about it. Well, yeah, so we, I always look at that. I'd really like to have one of those. And then, every, you know, again, my kids go, yeah, but you'd, you'd buy a Wrangler anyway, yeah. Dad. So, like, why do you even say that? Like, you know you're going to go into the showroom, you're going to spend hours looking at it, and then you're going to look over at the Wrangler. Yeah. And that's what you're going to walk out with. Yeah. And, and of course, you're, you're going to look at the new one, and then you're going to head to the used market, and you're not even going to buy the new one you looked at. You're going to go, you're going to end up leaving with the used one. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's sensible, though, right? <laughs> You know, that's sensible. And that's that's why you can pay for your children's education because you've been sensible. Yeah. So, but automatic, it's manual transmission. So I just, it just made me. You see, you're going to get these options back in North America, aren't you? Yeah. And you're going to have that. Okay, I want to try the diesel. I want to try the manual. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I this. But do you think generally as people get older, they want to they get into the automatic stuff? See, the thing with the automatic is from a, from a vehicle manufacturer's point of view, it's easier to manage how the car's driven. So right. it's easier to make it that your carbon emissions, which mm. is, again, Audi next door, so let's be quiet. <laughs> but people that have- They're lied, noisy too, those Audi guys. Yeah, <laughs> people that have lied about car emissions, let's say, yeah. or not necessarily lied, let's not say that, but anyway, again, people that have had the car emissions figures 
if you put a manual box in that- Massage the data. Yeah, but if you put a manual box in that, I'm arriving round on second in, in the red line, it's nowhere near that. But when it's an auto, it's much easier for the vehicle to be controlled by the engine control and the transmission control to run more effectively and more yeah. efficiently. Yeah. So, you know, and things like eco mode, comfort mode, dynamic mode, whatever you want to go, are more, you can't affect gear change mm. in dynamic mode with a manual car because that's yeah. down to the driver. Whereas in an auto, especially when you talk about the proper auto gearboxes that aren't really autos, but that have automatic shift, things like the S-Tronic in the Audis and the DSG, PDK in the Post, that sort of stuff, that they're all the same. And a lot of gearboxes now are double clutch. Okay, hold on a sec. Can you just push in? No, no, no. On, yeah, push that in. Yeah, there. Yeah? Yeah, it's making a funny sound. Oh, okay. I don't... Uh, don't know what's happened there. Yeah, it's still doing it, actually. Here, throw me over that new mic. mic. Yeah, new mic. That's, what, that's exactly it. What do we got going here? Maybe new mic cable. I should do a stereo now. Stereo. Try that. Let's see if Mic cable. He yeah. sounds like some sort of... <laughs> Glenn Power stripper. and Mike Cable. He sounds like a stripper. <laughs> so that's the beauty of a podcast, right? Right in the middle of it. It's like, oh, yeah, we got right. to... Could have been worse. Could have been live on the radio. <laughs> Press the dump button, bang. Um, we <laughs> some days miss. You know, there's some days I just miss the things about radio. But I, I, I love the fact that with the podcast, you can just keep going back and back and back and yeah. find it and go to it. And I mean, we're not going to edit that out, but we could. Have. No, no, we could. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Someone says you're going to edit that out, right? It's like, uh, no, not likely. Why bother? <laughs> why bother? You know, anyone that's actually listening to episode seventy or whatever it is that we're doing now knows this how is, shoddy this this, has got this production be is. Episode seventy. Nine, Most maybe? people that are listening to me are not getting to this point. They're only using it to fall asleep anyway. So no, no, nobody's no. ever Hold gotten on. in those 20 minutes. I have done some extensive research into podcasting uh, okay. for a, an academic paper that I've written. Yep. And, uh, and, and I really I want to make this apology right now and a thank you to the reviewers who reviewed version one of the paper. And, and in, in, in academic parlays told me it's probably the crappiest piece of writing they've ever read. I thought you were going to say podcast they've ever listened no, to. No, no, no. I then went back and read it and went, oh. Is this because yeah. you don't write that many, James? No, it's because- practice or- No, you know what? It was pure laziness. I, I, and and I'll be honest, when I wrote version one of the paper, it was near the end of semester. So I was, you know, exams and wrapping things up and, and I was just tired. And so I, I really wrote this thing with, with, with some reason in mind. And then it went to the reviewers who wrote back saying, this is horrible. And, 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 I, and, I, and I read it and then went, oh, this really is horrible. Is horrible. At which horrible point- kind regards. Yeah, it, and at which point I rewrote it and wrote it the way it should have been written <laughs> in the first point. Now, the thing is the rewriting of that that paper has taken, and I, so I decided, well, I'm going to keep track of this, right? So not only the first paper, how, how many hours it took to write that, but the second one has been uh, 45 hours of writing. Wow. Because I've just added up and, and you know, it, it just in the time with, you know, a little bit more research and synthesizing that and putting it together. And, and we're only looking at a, you know, a 7,000 word paper. It's not even long, but that's, that's how long it has now taken me to put this together. I'll tell you, it's a much better paper. Now, the reason <laughs> I bring all this up and I want to thank the reviewers for their harsh yet kind words 
and and also the folks at this conference where this is being published for allowing me to rewrite the paper. Uh, they, they clearly have taken pity on me and I, I, I take that. What, what came about is the fact that people, unlike radio, hmm. which we might call, and, and Spinelli and Dan are the, the people to go and read for this, 2019 Podcasting is the book. It's actually a really great book. And in, in all of their interviews and things that they're talking to people about, they, they, they make the note that radio is really like oral wallpaper. And we're in our car, you're listening to it. It's just kind of around and it happens yeah. around you and you, you know, it's on in the shop and people are listening. It's, it's yeah. wallpaper. It's just there. Podcasting, people don't put on podcasts and then just go and do stuff. They tend to put on podcasts and listen to them. They tend to put on podcasts and engage with it and stop it and rewind it and listen to it and tell people about it. But they don't, once they're going to then start doing something, they're probably not baking a cake listening to a podcast. It, probably an unusual thing to do and podcasting podcasts tend to be listened to on mobile devices they tend to be listened to via headphones and they tend to be geared at individuals not at you know individuals who might be a very niche audience as opposed to radio which is geared at hey we want to get as many as we can yeah as many as we can in this age group and in, in we're yeah. in dubai so you know dubai eyes geared at a very particular group of people 92 at a very particular group of Group of people, 104.8. This Jake guy's driving me nuts. I got to find out who he is. He's on 104.8. <laughs> on one breath, I want to I wanna, I wanna buy him a, a Shake Shack shake. And on the other breath, I want to throw the Shake Shack shake at him. So <laughs> DJs have a good, uh, good ability of doing that, don't they? <laughs> it's like, a, I think he's an Aussie. He's kind of a weird guy. But he, in that sense, he might be Kiwi, but I think he's Aussie. And... Uh, Anyway, um, but I think that that becomes that whole issue with podcasting is that people search us out and and, yeah. and we know they do because they're listening. And thank you very much for listening. And then and, they regret it. And then they regret it. They go, <laughs> I regret it so much. I'm going to share this with some friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. What else is going on in the shop, by the way? So you oh. got you got you, you finally got this power steering hose. Oh, yeah, that was done. Yeah. Copious yeah. amounts of sweating and and lots of. Um, Profanity? Yeah, yeah, always. Me and DJ are together again, so like that's that's horrific in there. <laughs> horrific. Um no, there's there's lots of starting and charging system failures. Oh. So starter motors, alternators, main cables. Ah. Uh, we've got two vehicles in same issue. Uh, yeah. cables that have got black death, so they're just going black and corroding, so they're high resistance. Mm. Something that we saw a lot on the nine nine six Porsche, there was a there was a technical bulletin and I don't think it was ever recalled. I don't think it got to that point. I might be wrong there, but we do a lot of them where the cables get black. So you take all the cable out. And, and what's, what's causing that? Just moisture. Just moisture. And yeah. Just, I mean, it's obviously contaminated somewhere that, that's allowing it to do that. But then, you know, the heat, heat damage. Mm. So lots of those at the minute where we've got, and, and, and also window switches. Oh, plastic window switches I used to have issues with that with my Hyundai, my Hyundai yeah. Galloper. I would go through window switches every year. Yeah, a neighbor of mine called me and said, oh, my window's dropped in. Do you mind picking it up and taking it in? I was thinking, oh, it's the driver one as well. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm going to have to have another one open because otherwise it's just going to yeah. buff it. And it's, 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 a, it's a dryer. And it's like 22 <laughs> kilometers from work <laughs> and it's 50 degrees. And, and the I, sun's going to be yeah, shining in your driver's yeah, side window. And then when I got there, the, the switch was sort of wobbly. So I just took the switch out and tried to clean the contacts up and 
manually operating luckily the window went up I was like yes and obviously then for the customer that's great because changing the regulator on the car is is, is a lot more expensive which yeah. is usually what fails right so just a switch pack but yeah lots of these sort of plastic failures and stuff and, and cars just plastic's a big one right we yeah for, just we forget that about that age of, of being dead it's weird because I was thinking the other day I was talking to my eldest daughter talking to her about what she'd learn at school and stuff and I remember that we had a teacher when I was, the first time I had her when I was about May's age, I was a year older than May is now, but I, I had um, a teacher and she was telling us about plastic. We were learning about plastic. Yeah. I was like six or something, six or seven. And she was senior, but not old, which, you know, this is like the, this is like early nineties. And she said she remembered being our age as a kid and, one of the detergent brands in the UK when plastics became a, wow, plastic is here and plastic can do this and you can get your mop handle in plastic and these kind of adverts on the TV or whatever. They, they did a plastic flower. They gave a plastic flower away with this detergent brand mm. to say how, wow, plastic all amazing. And now my child is of the age where plastic is the devil. Plastic right. is the worst thing ever invented. Yeah. And like she went to the beach with a friend on, on Saturday and, and obviously Amy went and she'd made a, on, on Friday when she, when I was off, she'd made like a sign that said, she'd written animals are dying because there's too much plastic in the sea and drawn some dead jellyfish. They were dead because they had crosses for eyes. Right, right. Um, and then a written plastic with a red cross through it and she'd stuck it on the bin when they were at the beach. <laughs> like, all under her own sort of steam. She'd it. done it on her own. She's an activist. And it's like, Wow, 30 years ago, plastic was amazing. Yeah. And 30 years before that, it was like space age. Yeah. And now it's like, get rid of it. We don't want it, single use especially, but where we can like Volvo designing the whole interior of a car by using only their recycled vehicles that they've right. taken in. Right. And Adidas doing sportswear from recycled bottles. I mean, I had a football got, shirt that was a full recycled. I got a pair of shoes. It's all recycled plastic. Yeah. So it just, you know, it just made me sort of think, Oh, you know, that's in just in such a short space of time yeah. how things have changed there. And it's you know, it's the same with a lot of other things, but that was just an example that came came about. But all those plastic parts of cars, we can recycle the metal, we recycle the even the the obviously cardboard's easy, but even the sort of film that cardboard parts are sometimes wrapped in, the yeah. stuff that you get on you know, if you buy like a multi pack of something in this supermarket and it has that thin plastic film on it we can recycle that in the cardboard place. They'll recycle that. But actual plastic car components, no. nothing they want. Yeah, we can't do that. That type of plastic, we can't do that. And it's like, where do they go? Yeah. Where do they, what? That, that's, an, that's a good question. Like, what do we do with that stuff? Where do they go? Like, I was in a building the other day that had in the lobby, it was a high rise. It was in JV, sorry, JLT. And there was a Duracell bin for, you lead acid to little yeah. battery things and I thought oh, that's cool you know just bring them down with you when you leave and yeah, yeah. someone is recycling them that's great because otherwise what do you do with them yeah. it tells you not to throw them away so where do you put them yeah. but plastic car parts everything's got plastic mm. on it now and what mm. we, we we throw them away we have no option we don't know what else to do with them we need to it, talk to Enviros or find out what, they, what they're doing with that yeah, stuff because that's kind of interesting yeah take some of those parts and see what that, you know, take a, take the whole dash of a car that's going to be junked and say, okay, 
what can we separate this into and, yeah. and let them run it through their system and see yeah. what, what they can do. Cause it's, it's just a will way kind of thing. Right. And I guess we're trying to get prices of cars down. We're, we're trying to think, okay, we're going to sell it, but we're not thinking about, hold on. We've got to, we've got to front load the recycling of this entire vehicle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, sort of the stripping it down and put it in the junkyard. Like I think there's things that need to go to the junkyard, but then there's stuff that's, it only lives in the junkyard so long before it's, well, now it's got weeds growing out of it. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we a lot, a lot of plastic failures again at the minute and, and things that, like I say, just make you think, having had that conversation with my daughter about, it's a bit yeah. rubbish that, isn't it? That we, yeah, yeah. that we, that we do that and genuinely don't know what else to do. There's, there's a, there's a sort of feeling of helplessness about it where you think, <laughs> yeah, what do I do here? How can I? Well, and you know, here's, here's another example of and the frustration of the plastic overuse of plastic is I go to the fruit and veg market and I take my own bags and I will buy stuff that somehow they've, they've put on a piece of styrofoam and they've covered in plastic and I'll take it off of the thing and, you know, put it all into my jute bags. And then I will separate the styrofoam thing and go put it back in their pile. But then I'm left with this plastic stuff or the better one. So, they, you know, they, at least they kind of sort that out, but they, they, they were minimizing it. And I said, if there was just a bin, if you had these also in a bin, I would just go buy them out of the bin instead of buying it out of your package thing. But then they put those little sticky notes on it, you know, yeah. the sticky things. And I, and I said to the guy, I said, really? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, I, I try to get them to put it on one sheet of paper so that I can then put the sheet of paper in the recycling bin. They don't want to do that. They want to put it on the bags. I'm going like, really? Like, you, yeah, you, you, you see me walking over. You're like, you think I'm going to now go over to the onions and buy four more yeah. and toss them in there? Like, honestly, but the guys have, they, they and the ladies have gotten so cognizant to my, my method here. Cause the, as they're, you know, scanning the stuff and putting it, I'm ripping off those little stickers and putting them on my hand. They're doing it as they're scanning it. They're sticking and And so I'm, ta I'm eliminating the amount of waste yeah. that I'm taking home, but they've still got that waste that now yeah, has yeah. to be gotten rid of. Yeah. And it's, so it's in, in it's, one case, it's, we're stopping the waste on one side, but it's being picked up on another side. And it's yeah. just frustrating. It is very, very frustrating. We're, we're in the process of going paperless. It's hard. Everything should be paperless now. Yeah. And there's a little bit of square peg round holes in syndrome. There's, where there's a few, there's always a few things you still need the paper bits yeah, for. Yeah. There's a little bit of things that are a little bit clunky at the minute trying to make it work, but it's, yeah. it's an initial because look, it costs a lot of money now for yeah. software to make that yeah. happen. And also puts a little bit too, for me, it puts a little bit too much responsibility on the customer as well to mm. have these systems like apps on their phone that yeah, can, yeah. you know, so we're doing what we can with WhatsApp. We're doing what we can on that to, to, to share, you know, for example, service sheets. Right. We have a service sheet. Now what we've done is we've printed that sheet onto acrylic and that will now be filled in with a white, board marker and then a photograph sent okay and then we can wipe that off and use it for the next one so that yeah. saves you know up to three or four sheets of paper per car um, job cards will all be digital and then they'll be uh, displayed on a tablet which is on each lift and stuff like that but there's you know there's an outlay which in, in the cost of paper will take yeah. years to pay back right but obviously the responsibility of looking after the environment is is way better and it's quicker mm. so if you allow for saving time you if you work all the 
economics out there, you probably pay for it back within a year or yeah. something. But the actual responsibility of looking after the environment, not wasting paper and ink as well. And, and what do you do with the paper anyway? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got to file for ten years and get thrown away. No, best story ever. We're at the Omani border. This has got to be like two thousand five. It's like years. So two thousand five at the Omani border. We come across with the families. There's five families. We've got all our kids. We've got to hand fill in these multiple forms and went from one. This is you know, go from one window to the next window. It's hours. Hours. I mean, at least two hours. Kids are getting hungry, right? Yeah. It, it's that. It's it. We thought, oh, this will be fast. Two hours later, the kids are getting rangy, hungry. We're at the Omani border, coming back into the UAE. Get to the last window. The guy stamps it. What does he do? He takes all the paper. He rips it in half and puts it in the garbage. <laughs> We're just looking, going, Excellent. what? Yeah. <laughs> what just happened Excellent. here? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, well, that's it, right? They were because they were being honest. Well, we, we're not going to keep these things. They they did the whatever two types into whatever system they were using yeah. at that day. If they're even I mean, it was some rudimentary computer system they were using in two thousand five. All those things have been, you know, majorly upgraded today, which is phenomenal. But it was just yeah. So no one kept the paper. Is going to go to the recycling bin. Yeah. Like, oh my. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost, we all cried. We literally just cried. <laughs> all that work <laughs> yeah. for nothing. And the lineups and, you know, showing this form and showing that form and showing this document and showing this visa and showing that visa and, you know, 20 dirhams here, 10 dirhams there, 20 dirhams here and rip up the piece of paper, drive through. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen there's, there's companies out there that literally go around offices and shred old files that are now no longer yeah. required to be kept. And obviously with tax laws now being different here for the last few years and people don't have to keep invoicing histories and stuff like that. But everybody, there's a, there's a, there's kind of a, a, a hang up where people just want to have a physical hard piece of paper, yeah. you know, and, and, I get it. You know, there's auditing requirements and and things like that, but you know, then after five years it gets shredded, Yeah, which is wow. (laughs) (laughs) Then again, you know, you're putting it on software, it's in the cloud and like people don't necessarily like the idea of that. And how secure is that? And how Mm. easy is it to get that to fail where you lose stuff? And what do you do about keeping a copy? And yeah, so it's all it's 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 just a matter of what you're used to. I think by the time someone's having this conversation in thirty years, it'll be something else. We're trying to go less, not paperless. Yeah. It'll be something else less. But yeah. you know, if we can do our bit, we'll we'll do what we can. On that note, you know what time it is. It's time to say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Podcastless. Anyone who's made it to the end of the podcast, you win a prize. Here it is. Good night's sleep. Yeah, <laughs> some applause from us. <laughs> Uh, and, and you know what? Go back and scroll through the rest of the podcast we do in Podaholics. A little, uh, a little more spice on the James cast. We add in a few extra pieces. Yeah. But it all comes to you courtesy of, of people like Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive who make the day and make the time. And we do it here at the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai in the podcast studio. Keep in touch. Podaholics with a K at gmail.com. Find us across the socials. We'll talk to you again really soon. So long for now. 